how is that translating into everyday affairs is is one of the questions that remains. Well, we're going to wrap up the show speaking to the Civil Aviation Authority. Um, and of course, they, they're leading teams of inspectors across the country at the major airports to look at whether there's compliance with COVID-19 regulations. Bobby Koza is the Chief Executive Officer of SACA. Good morning and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning, uh, Kathy. What have you found during these inspections? Are you finding compliance? Um, Kathy, I must indicate uh, that uh, as the South African Civil Aviation Authority responsible for ensuring that there is uh, compliance, particularly with respect uh, to the COVID-19 protocols, insofar as it relates to air travel, uh, our observation, um, quite pleasingly, uh, is that um, there is general compliance uh, from the air operators. I'm talking about the airports. Mm. I'm talking about the airlines. But equally, uh, generally, the passengers are compliant. Of course, there are a few pockets here and there of the passengers uh, who will uh, um, not fully adhere uh, to uh, some of the protocols, particularly as it relates to the wearing of masks, throughout the journey, uh, but those, I must indicate that uh, our observation, in fact, indicates that our airports, our airlines are well trained and geared to deal with um, uh, those uh, minor challenges, as it were. Mm. Some of the challenges that we picked up, uh, particularly um, uh, when they, uh, under alert uh, level three, uh, was the issue, which was a bit of a a confusion. um, When you look at the general health uh, protocols, but then if you look at the zoom into the transport directions that deal or regulate air travel specifically, are saying no passenger will board an aircraft into South Africa without a valid uh, PCR uh, test. So we did find here and there a few uh, passengers arriving, although they were tested using the antigen uh, testing uh, by the National Health Laboratory. Um, w- one of the issues that we raised sharply with the airlines was that the transport directions, in fact, prohibits any passenger from being boarded unless they are, uh, you know, they, they, they lose a certificate, uh, for instance, uh, en route after they've boarded uh, en route uh, to, to South Africa. So uh, it is not allowed. And I'm, I'm quite pleased to indicate that the airlines have, in fact, corrected uh, that situation on the spot and we are monitoring the situation together with uh, Port Health uh, as, as things progress. So, so are there multiple challenges that you are seeing arising from those that are coming in from other countries, international travellers? Um, so, so that was from the international traveller uh, point, uh, point of view. That was the only challenge that we observed uh, where a few passengers arrived without a, a PCR test. Uh, and we've discouraged that a uh, communique went out to all airlines, to all airports, to reiterate that the transport directions, in fact, is very specific on who must be boarded and who must not be boarded. So that has been clarified, uh, and every, everyone knows exactly what is expected of all airlines. The passengers, there is a, a drive uh, from the airlines to educate their passengers, indicating that if you don't hold a valid PCR test, in fact, you will be denied boarding. You will not even be allowed uh, to, to board an aircraft. Mm. And that, we see, has, in fact, uh, been implemented. So we are watching this uh, issue closely. Of course, Kathy, you will remember that that perception still lingers, uh, that the first uh, uh, um, uh, introduction of the virus into our country 
came through air travel, which is a highly regulated environment, and therefore strict compliance because aviation, as you know, is a highly regulated sector, and we are ensuring that on a daily basis we do not leave, um, you know, any gaps in the system. The Minister of Transport has been very clear, including the issue of uh, ensuring that uh, airlines operate within the curfew. They had to adjust their schedules accordingly. We've been monitoring that mm. from last week. Uh, it's continuing even this week to ensure that we don't allow airlines and or airports uh, to operate outside uh, the regulations of government. So I- I'm quite pleased, uh, as I've indicated, that generally there is compliance. Of course, when you deal with numbers of people, you can have a gap here and there, slip up here and there. But what is our point of emphasis as the regulatory authority is that those they need to be addressed and attended to immediately and without any delay. Mm -hmm. When it comes to domestic travel, right, have you found that airlines have been able to ensure that there is full compliance, especially with um, the the rate of domestic travel that we are still seeing uh, Mm -hmm. that is coming out as a result of people having traveled during the festive season? So, Cathy, you will remember that um, we tested, we stress-tested the system when um, uh, air travel was permitted with domestic. Before international air travel was even permitted, um, if domestic air travel had to, we had to stress-test the system using domestic air travel. Again, I must indicate because we've been going to not only the international airports, but the domestic airports as well, checking for this compliance, which started uh, a couple of months ago, if I'm not mistaken, around June, July. Um, and and, and we, we are very confident one more time that, firstly, our general air travelers, they, they, they do come to the airports prepared. They know the requirements very well. So the system is, is, is maturing. Uh, and as we looked at compliance, because our compliance didn't only start now in January, it's been continuous ever since the lockdown regulations, and we're given this responsibility to ensure compliance, it has been, and I must indicate, it has been going very well. As I did indicate, pockets here and there, but generally people have become very aware of the requirements that um, uh, must be adhered to if you decide uh, to use air travel as a means of transportation. So even in December, we did not even receive a single case that was reported of non-compliances, including our inspectors who were on the ground mm-hmm. during the December period. Now in January, as we are continuing, of course, the, the schools will be reopening. People are going back, uh, uh, you know, to, to work. Uh, they're coming back from holidays. Uh, we are on the ground looking at compliance, dealing with the issues as if, if they do uh, arise. But generally, when you go to the airport, you will see passengers wearing masks. Uh, there are COVID-19 monitors. If you are lowering your mask, even just below your nose, they will quickly jump and say, you know, put up the mask. But what, what we're also finding, imagine, which is quite uh, pleasing, is that passengers are holding each other accountable. If you lower your mask, uh, I, I did observe a, 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 a gentleman who asked, you know, another gentleman nearby, you know, to say, pull up your mask. Um, mm. and, and, and that is good. I think that is exactly what, in fact, we should be advocating. For general public, we must hold each other accountable if we are to fight 
uh, the spread of, of this pandemic. One of the things that I've noticed is that the COVID-19 declaration form that used to be at airports, that is no longer necessary before boarding a flight. Any particular reason why it was done away with? So when when the, when the domestic air travel uh, was um, uh, uh, commenced or permitted uh, to, to operate, Port Health did assist a great deal. Uh, in terms of um, um, uh, also looking after your know, domestic uh, air travel, uh, but then of course with international air travel coming in, in, into effect, uh, then portals uh, had to now concentrate more on on the ports of entry, international arriving passengers, and, and, and so on. Mm-hmm. So we've done away with that because again, with the maturing of, of the system. Uh, plus again, because of the layered approach uh, that that we have taken. For instance, as you come to the airport, you must wear your mask. Your temperature will be screened. And I'm very excited with the new technology. Uh, people are no longer, or, or, or rather, airports are no longer. Not all of them, of course. The, the Axa airports are no longer, longer, longer using uh, the hand uh, um, held uh, 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 temperature screening. Uh, now it's automated. So as you go through. Uh, there is a, a station, a machine that is there. It keeps reading um, the passenger temperatures as they, they, they go through, and the level of accuracy is, is quite pleasing. So with all those technologies coming in, in, into play, uh, and again, those declarations, sometimes people will false declare. We're now looking at the physical measures to say, how do we, in fact, ensure that we identify people with high temperature for present with high temperature, how do we deal with them, and so on. The issues of sanitization, social distancing, uh, all those things, you know, put together, they in fact minimize uh, the, the risk. But for international uh, air travel, you are, passengers are still required because they're coming from another country, uh, they're still required uh, to ensure that uh, they, 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 they declare. All right, we're going to leave it there for today. Bopi Koza is the Chief Executive Officer at the South African Civil Aviation Authority. So generally, uh, a high level of compliance at the airports. You know, and I know that they're not dealing with the same levels of, of numbers, right, when it comes to the movement of people. But 